What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Reality TV Happy Hour. My name is Jordan Parhar, and today we are back talking about Big Brother Canada 5 live on RobHasAWebsite.com after a triple eviction. And my goodness, I am so, so, so happy to be here with you. We've got a triple eviction, so we've got triple the guests here joining me tonight, and I am so very happy to be welcoming all of them onto this uh, this show. First is a man who is so, so dedicated to being on this show and on this panel. He is staying up way past his bedtime. <laughs> he should have gone to bed three hours ago. It's 12.15 a.m. on the East Coast. But here he is. He's committed. It is the host of the LFC Roundtable, the great Taryn Armstrong. Ladies and gentlemen, Taryn, how are you? I'm great, Jordan. Uh, you know, I'm not going to miss a triple eviction podcast for anything. Um, and it's also been an incredibly long time since I've been on a podcast with you. So it has, right? Yeah. I think it's, I mean, Alex has been doing the schedule for you guys. And, you know, it just has worked out that you're not with me. So I am so glad that the unofficial co host of the Happy Hour is back. Uh, so, and now, now you're off doing your own thing, Terrence. So, uh, well done, sir. Yeah, Alex is just trying to keep us apart. Yes, he really is. But that's okay. That's okay. We, you we always we have my heart, Jordan. I, you always have mine as well. Uh, <laughs> next on the panel is uh, a man who we, we've already mentioned who uh, is – I did not know until today. In a negative connotation. In a negative connotation. But I will say in a positive way, uh, I learned that he is a lot like John Cochran. Uh, give it up for Alex Kidwell, ladies and gentlemen. Alex, how are you? I'm good. And even that was was an ins- was just like a self self deprecating no, comment I that I Cochran. made. I love Cochran. Cochran's great. <laughs> you were saying on before this podcast, Alex was like, "Guys, I met Cochran today. I love him. I think I'm a lot like Cochran." I'm like, "Dude, that's amazing. I love Cochran." I said, and "Now was- you're saying that I'm insulting you. That's a positive. That's a compliment." I said the major difference was that uh, when it comes to sense of humor, we're very similar. The difference is I have to try. That's what I said. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Alex, you don't have to try here tonight. You're doing just great. We, we well, I'm always you. trying. So. Okay. Okay. Well, you, you don't look like you're trying and we appreciate it. That's uh, you're, you're calm, you're calm, cool, collected. You're doing well, Alex. Pleasure to have you here, my man. And we're also very excited to welcome our final panelist tonight. Uh, she's uh, been talking to Alex Kidwell about crashing some, uh, some BB alum parties uh, coming up in the near future. It's Melissa Denny, ladies and gentlemen, Melissa, how are you? <laughs> Um, I feel like it's not crashing if you're invited. <laughs> I got tweeted out yeah, that, that I was invited. So, right. you know, I'm not crashing a party, okay? People want me places. Wow, there we this go. This what Jordan want does. People. He tweaks facts to make you think <laughs> so much that it actually is what he does. I'm See, glad you, somebody yeah, else got a taste. You think just to make us look bad, really? With, the, with wow. this natural ability that I have, Alex, you would think I would have been a better Big Brother player in terms of throwing people <laughs> under the bus. But uh, for whatever <laughs> reason, it's throwing people under the bus. The problem is then you go and like tell somebody, like, oh, I just threw them under the bus. It was amazing. <laughs> you can't just keep it to yourself. Our, our tweet <laughs> facts. Like a a part of fake news is that like a, a thing? Yeah, it's a subset. 
same, yeah. same spectrum, same spectrum. All right. Well, we are live on robinswebsite.com. Uh, it's very late on the East Coast here. We've got more people than we had last night. So uh, we can tell people it was a triple eviction tonight. We're very happy to have you here. Thank you for joining us. Uh, for those of you who are uh, new to this show, uh, we are live. So if you want to take, uh, you want to send them some questions, you can tweet them to me. I am at Jordan Parhar. Use hashtag for happy hour. We will get into those later on the show. Also want to apologize to everybody. I wanted to do this after the East Coast airing of the show. Unfortunately, I had work. Uh, so I was at work while this was going alive, which was driving me bonkers, especially with, uh, you know, being so close to Kevin and wanting to see him do well and not uh, go home in that triple. So very nerve wracking for me. But uh, ultimately, we are here live on the West Coast. So thank you for your patience. And I'm sorry if you're listening to this in the audio archives and you weren't able to watch us live. That was what happened. Uh, would have done it otherwise if uh, if I could have. And I didn't want to do that to Taryn because, you know, uh, it, it, it's so hard for him. He needs his sleep. So uh, <laughs> anyway, we're glad to be here. We're so excited to get into this triple. I don't even know where to begin because so much happened tonight. So we're just going to jump all over the place. We're going to get into it and talk about what happened. Oh, my goodness. Dre and William have been evicted from the Big Brother Canada Five House. Uh, Dimitri won HOH again. Kevin Robert Martin wins that power of veto. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I am so big. I am so excited. Oh, I was so just just an amazing episode and so thrilled. Uh, but please, Big Brother Canada, don't do this again. I mean, this was, <laughs> I think a few people had heart attacks tonight. I mean, I really don't know where to begin. Uh, Taryn, let's start with you. Uh, how, how did we get here? I mean, Dre was in such a good position. It seemed like William was in a good spot, too. Uh, how did Dre become this? T- it seemed like, though, she kind of was the target tonight here for Dimitri. How did we end up in this position where Dre is, uh, is out of the house? It was a very strange turn of events, uh, basically. And, and, you know, Brent went over them a bit last night. But basically what happened was Ika tried to play all sides, as Ika does. And in doing so, she talked to Kevin. She talked to William. She talked to Dylan. She talked to all these people. She said a few too many things to William, who then went to Dre and said, hey, Dre, Ika told Kevin that you are going after him and so on and so forth. And Dre felt like her trust had been compromised with Ika, and she got very pissed about it. And Dre had been going back and forth constantly with Dylan, and he's been going with her. Yes, we will evict Ika. No, we won't evict Ika. Yes, we will evict Ika. No, we won't evict Ika. And he just finally reached his limit. Uh, He was like, when she came to him and said, no, we're definitely doing this. We have to evict Ika. He was just like, all right, this is too much. You are like playing me for a fool right now. Um, And so he went and he talked to Karen and Karen immediately said, "Um, no, no, this is not, you need to snap out of this. We are not doing this. They're going to be setting us up. They're trying to make us be the two votes to evict Ika and they're going to keep her and then Ika's going to be after us. And so Dylan went to go talk to Dre and William. And this is where everything could have been cleared up. They could have said, we're not trying to set you up. We swear. You know, we're telling the truth. Ike has been playing both of us. But instead, they decided to be very cagey and talk French to each other right in front of him. And this really sketched him out. And he just storms off, goes and finds Ika and says, listen, Ika, Dre wants you out. And this 
you know, inspires this entire thing to break down. Dre's game is finally exposed for basically what it is. And she becomes the target along with Kevin and William. And they assume Kevin is in on this thing. They assume William is also in on this thing when it's really just been Dre all the, all, the whole time. Uh, but they assume that those three are together. So they, those three are now the targets. Oh my goodness. Wow. Uh, it seemed like it, it, so, so just to recap, and I know I, last time I did a double eviction recap, I it was really all over the place. And there are people who don't actually watch the episodes and didn't have a chance to watch the episodes. So just to lay things out for you, Dimitri win it, wins HOH again. He nominates Kevin, Dre, and William. Kevin wins the power veto. He takes himself off. Dylan is named as the replacement nominee. So it's Dylan, Dre, and William on the block. Ika, Karen, and Kevin each have a vote to save. They all vote to save Dylan. Uh, did that surprise you at all, Melissa, seeing that where all three of them are in unison? Uh, there is no attempt by Kevin to save William here. Um, it was a little surprising to me that Kevin didn't try and save William, but I think I think he kind of saw where it was going. And I also think that he started to think that maybe William wasn't great for his game. I don't, I'm not exactly sure, but I was wondering that too, because I saw that and I was like, interesting. Why didn't Kevin give a vote? Because unless they were able to talk beforehand, I really don't know like the time period that this whole thing plays out since it's not live. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I, I thought it was interesting, but at the same time, I think he saw where it was heading. And I'm definitely not surprised that, Aaron voted to save Dylan. So I kind of felt like that was the smart move anyway. Yeah, Alex, I know um, gonna... like streams were in and out tonight. So like for Americans, it was very hard to get like a full episode tonight. Uh, I'm sure, uh, you know, I'm definitely going to rewatch this. I got most everything, but I know there were scenes I missed. I'm sure like between us all, we saw the episode, but yeah, I mean, it was tough tonight. But there was uh, there was one conversation that I caught on a, like going back through somebody's Periscope because I couldn't really watch it. That was uh, a conversation in like storage between Kevin and Karen where Kevin – I mean to me it was basically like a prisoner's dilemma type of situation. Kevin recognizes no one else will possibly vote to save William. So William's a lost cause at that point. There's no scenario where William can be kept. So at that point, he goes to Karen. He says – all right, if we can control the votes right now, me, Ike, and Dimitris, we made a final three yesterday. It was called the business partner. Like, they, they sold me out. They just did this. Like, they are so not to be believed. They're playing everybody. And, like, let's go right now. Me and you, let's save Dylan, and let's move forward from there. And so, like, Karen was already going to do that. So that doesn't really – again, Kevin is, like, giving everything in this Kevin and Karen alliance. But uh, it works for Karen. So here we are. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, what did you think about that move from him, Taryn? Just kind of spilling all that out. I mean, I get it that it's a, it's a, it's a you know, a very tense situation. Um, but I, I don't know, in terms of selling out Ike and Dimitri like that, also, you know, Kevin, when he uses the veto, he said, Kevin was very mad. He was, I mean, it, it didn't seem like he was that mad because Kevin's too nice to get very, like, incredibly upset. But he was just like, Dimitri, you made a mistake. You're going to regret it. You're going to regret it or something along those lines. Did you like that from Kevin or is that a bit of an emotional move you think from him? Um, you know, this was this was difficult to interpret in the moment. I was initially thinking, okay, what does Kevin do to save William here? And he doesn't even try. And thinking about it after the fact, there really, I don't think there was a way to save William. So I do like the play to try and win over Karen as much as possible, because if he does win over Karen and Dylan, then he has some shot to survive the final five. And if he makes it clear that he's after Ike and Dimitri, 
they're more likely to not care to win the next HOH um, against him because they're like, well, if Kevin wins, he's going after Ike and Dimitri anyway. Maybe we don't need to beat him necessarily. Obviously, it's not like they're going to throw it to him, but any small advantage he can get, he, he should because he's basically in a spot where he needs to win out anyway. So I think I think he basically played it about as well as he he's capable. Uh, I don't really disagree with any of the moves that he made. Yeah, I mean, to use a baseball analogy, basically, like, instead of trying to swing for the fences, like, he hit a safe single with this move. I mean, that's exactly what he did. Like, this move was a low-risk, minimal-reward outcome for him, but... The worst case scenario is he tries to save William. It's a 1-1-1 because he saves William, Karen saves Dylan, and Ica saves Dre. And then Demetrius breaks the tie and they keep Dre. And that's like probably the worst thing for his game. So, uh, you know, this was probably the safest path for him to take. Yeah, cut it, cut his losses. I mean, it sucks for him. But at the same time, I mean, Melissa, I almost felt, you know, when I first heard this, that that, that was who – uh, it was William and Dre going home and Kevin did not vote to save William. At first I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. But then I thought about it more and I was like, you know what? Now we've got two pairs. We've got Karen and we've got Dylan on one side. We've got Ika and Dimitri over on the other side. And then Kevin's kind of right in the middle between those two pairs. Now, obviously I hadn't seen the, uh, because I was at work, I didn't see Kevin's uh, tense words uh, for Ika and Dimitri's. Uh, but otherwise, you know, I, I don't know. I kind of like this position for him going into the final five. Do you like this spot for him being right in the middle? Yeah, I mean, I think it's good because I think people try to target pairs. And I think that out of him and William, he's the bigger target. So if it was him and William and uh, Karen by herself and then Ike and Dimitri's, you know, Ike and Dimitri's are going to go after Kevin and they're going to get Kevin out. I mean, they're going to do it anyway, but I feel like he's a little bit more shielded at this point because they're going to think, okay, we got to get rid of the pairs. They're always going to stick together. So I think he can kind of like shift from pair to pair at this point. So I do think that it does benefit in the, him in the end to get rid of William. Cause I think in these past couple weeks, people have been starting to pair him and William together. And, you know, it hasn't been good for him because everyone just associates William with Kevin, Kevin with William. And, he needed to kind of get away from that and play his own game. And I think now he can. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what he's got to do. That's all he can do. I mean, it was interesting. Yeah, that's all that, he can do. That's all he can do. But yeah, it's interesting today. I mean, he moves out of the he, poor William, man. Like he, he, William, he doesn't call Michelle Vance. And then Kevin this morning moved out of like their room and said, Hey, I think now is a, is a time where we, you know, people look at us too much like a pair. We need to sleep in separate rooms. I'm like, Kevin, I love you, man, but it's too late. People are already viewing you as a pair. Moving rooms isn't going to change anything. Um, But it doesn't matter now because William's out of the house. So, uh, wow. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, (laughs) I don't even know. I mean, let's talk about Dimitri here as well. I mean, sorry, Alex, you wanted to jump in quick? I was just going to say, it seems so, like, weird and unceremonious and, like, a little just skeezy. It's like, let's just, like, shove the French people out the door really quickly. Like, I don't like the way it looks. I don't, from an aesthetic perspective, I just don't like the way this appears. I don't like the triple. What are we doing? Just, like, just losing people en masse where they don't even get a chance to have their own interview. Like, come on. Well, it's yeah. also like not only were, were the two French people gone at the same time, but it was because they spoke French that their games blew up and they left. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Dylan oh, is literally so like the reason that he gets sketched out is like you said, I mean, they're having that conversation in French. And at first he's like, no, let's not do the French talk or something like he doesn't. You mean French? 
it's called French. Uh, yeah, like Parle- I, parlez-vous français, Dylan? So, but yeah, I mean, this really was, uh, you know, more than just, you know, it's it's unfortunate that the French, you know, like comes comes into play here. That like the, you know, that's that's an unfortunate element of it. Really, more than anything, though, you know, we've been talking for weeks about how Dre is walking a very tight rope with this game that she's been playing, where she's kind of running back and forth, playing all sides a little bit, and. Redina seven people in the house and she had a private conversation with William that allowed like 15 or 20 minutes for other people to compare notes. And that's something like you never saw Andy Heron ever do that. Like if you're going to play that game, you don't ever let Alyssa and Amanda have like hours together to, or time together to compare their notes. You know what I mean? You just don't, you can't, can't yeah, have that happen. And you also don't waffle back and forth like 15 yes. times throughout yeah, the week. Right. Thank like you. It's, and it's fine to do that on your own. But to then, like, use your influence to flip another person to flip uh-huh. along with you every single time you do it, like, it's gonna stop working eventually. And every time Dylan would run back to Karen and be like, Karen, the plan has changed. It's like, oh my God. No, it sucks though, because I just feel like I was really looking forward to seeing Dre and, or William playing by themselves. And, you know, now they don't get to do that. They, you know, we're playing the game together. Now they're out together and they don't, I don't get to see their individual game at all. And I also think it's interesting that William was the only house guest never nominated. Isn't that correct? And he also didn't get a vote against him because they voted to save Dylan. So I think it's funny that basically William had like nothing in the house. William yes. is, William, William played and went out the exact same as Willow. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> it's the exact same. Exact same. Yeah. I mean, Willow, I mean, obviously William is a little bit, you know, he won, you know, won HOH, won the secret veto. So, uh, you know, a little bit of some differences there. But yes, they definitely have the, the first syllable of their name is the same. They both had zero Crazy. votes, cats against them. And they were relatively safe. Unless something crazy like this happened, and that's why the triple sucks, is because you know what? If there is no triple tonight, uh, Dre's probably the one who goes home, right? William's still in the house, he's got Kevin as a shield for him. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's a decent chance William wins this game or at least gets to the final three. So, uh, you know, big brother, we don't like these triples, just saying. I mean, I think if my name was like started with Will and I lived in Canada, I was thinking about applying, I might like take a couple years and just like see how all this uh, triple eviction stuff plays out. <laughs> yeah, yeah or, or if your name is Kevin. Uh, like. Or if your name is Kevin. Yes, or if your name is Kevin. Uh <laughs> let's talk about Dimitri's here. I mean, this guy is an absolute monster. Dimitri is amazing at these competitions. I mean, whether he's act, you know, he even when he's saying hi, I'm insert name. Uh, he's still winning. Even when it's a mental comp, he's still winning. When it's a physical comp, he's winning. This guy cannot be beaten. So this is now, what, four HOHs for him, Taryn? And then he's got, what, one or two power power veto wins? Two. I believe two. So he is he's won six competitions. I believe he's won exactly half of the, the competitions he's played in, I believe, uh, which is a ridiculous stat. And it's yeah. a ridiculous stat. That's amazing. I believe Trevor Boris, I think it was Trevor Boris, pointed out on Twitter that females have won five competitions this season and Dimitri says won six. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> Crazy. Not Crazy. Good. I think Dimitri has, I'm pretty sure he now has the title for most comp wins in Big Brother Canada history. Um, I'm just trying to think back. I know Jillian won, I believe, four head of households. Uh, during BB Can one, uh, John, I think John was three and three HOHs and two POVs in BB Can two. Someone, uh, someone fact checked me on that. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I believe Dimitri now holds the record at, for mo- most competition wins. And if he doesn't yet, uh, he's going to w- he's going to win something this week. 
Uh, I mean, yeah. he, he, you can't backdoor him at this point. He's going to play in every single comp. So, uh, wow. I am just so, so impressed with Dimitri. Can he be stopped? Alex Kidwell, because I don't, I don't know if he can. I, I really think if I had to put my money on someone, I think I'd put it on him right now. Cause I really think he can win out. He looks really good. And I think more than anything, it's also, you look at the field and it's just not a lot of strong competition. Like everyone else who's still in the house, you know, Jackie knew her days. And that was a big part of why they actually had a reason to get rid of Jackie is like going into the home stretch. Jackie seemed to be Jackie and Kevin were the only two people who were like really studying the things that they like tell you to study. You know what I mean? So as a result, uh, yeah, the field's pretty wide open. And I, I think it'd be funny, but I could see a scenario where it's like, you know, basically from seven on, Kevin and Dimitri's take turns winning HOH and Vito and get to the final three together despite their inherent desire not to. I could definitely see that happening. I think that would be a very funny way crazy. for this all that would be to play nice. out. There's not a lot more competitions where that needs to happen. And um, yeah, it is crazy. But, you know, as much as we talk about, you know, every time we talk about Dimitri's, and how good he is. It's just about comps, 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 comps. But, like, this dude has a pretty good social game, too. Like, that uh, goodbye speech to Jackie mm-hmm. was the only one that was good. And it was really good, dude. Really like, good. Jackie would he vote for that dude now. Tears of joy. No was- question. Jackie would vote for that dude now. Oh, Dimitri has that vote on lock 100%. So, well done by Dimitri. I mean, well, well. I mean, it's crazy that, you know, we don't see – you'd think that the vets would get that. I mean, we didn't see Kevin's goodbye message. But, Ica, just – you know, bury the hatchet, come up with some BS. I don't know. Maybe she just is. Uh, well, I guess after that whole thing with, with Jackie saying, get rid of that bitch or whatever. She's yeah. Saying, it's a lost <laughs> cause. But still, good on Dimitri for doing that. I also just want to clarify in the chat. Thank you to the chat room for fact checking. Uh, John Party, my boy, Big JP, he won three HOHs, three POVs, and BB can too. So now Dimitri's is, is tied with him. For, with six competition wins. If we want to get technical, the Pax Bros won seven competitions last year, but Nick won six of those. Phil won one of those. So if we really want to get technical, Nick Paquette, John Party, and Dimitri's are now, uh, they, they tie, they're, they're tied for first in, in comp wins all time. So uh, there you go. Dimitri's in some pretty good company there. Uh, wow. Uh, just <laughs> Well, uh, you guys, t- talking about his social game, like, I, I do think that he has a lot of good instincts, and I think that he's a really social player. Uh, something that we shouldn't forget, though, is that two of those POV wins, the, the two that he has, uh, were necessary for him to stay in the game. He would have been evicted had he not won those. And it looks like he still has to win out from this point on in order to make it to the end. So I don't want to give too much credit to a social game because I really think the competition wins are pulling him through here. Uh, but again, that said, He's won 50% of the competitions he's played in. The next closest person is is uh, Kevin with about 25%. So he's twice as likely to win than any other person in that house right now. Yeah, that's I a good point. His, uh, I think that... Go ahead. Go ahead, Melissa. Go ahead. You haven't spoken. I just think that his competition wins are probably the reason why his social game's not doing so well. Because I think that, you know, I think people want him out because he's winning all the time. So I think that if he wasn't winning all the time, I do think that he gets along with people. People tend to like him. I don't really see his his him having like a, a bad social game. I just think that people see him as a huge threat and aren't willing to keep him around because he wins so much. Yeah, I think that totally makes sense. I, I think if he wasn't winning these comps, I, I agree with you, Melissa. I don't think, I think that is the reason why. But then it goes to you know, it, it, it's tough when you're when you're winning all these comps, like you're saying, Taryn. Uh, it's hard. You've got to have. 
I mean, nobody has done that. Had an ama- such a good social game that they could overcome being amazing at comps. Like all of yeah. these comps. I mean, I guess you could say John Party, but even he technically John really won out towards the end of BB Can too. So. It's, well, you could argue the way you overcome being amazing at comps is you throw the comp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's part of your social game, right? Is it's That's the perception that you have is that if you're really great at competitions, that's going to put a huge target on your back. And you see time and time again, you know, Ika, a large part of why Ika was saved this week was because she's so awful at competitions and Karen is being dragged along because she's so bad at competitions. Uh, There's definitely an advantage to not being good at the competitions. And, you know, going back to what what we were saying with me, and I think, you know, Taryn, you make a good point in that, like, yeah, I remember, you know, around like final six, we were saying like, boy, Victor, he's just, uh, you know, flipped the vote and faked the fight. Like this guy's really come along. He's really developed a social game. It's like, we didn't get voted out twice already. So maybe we should, (laughs) you know, go ahead and sound the trumpets. Do we oh, think man. that um, Cindy telling Dimitri's that he's viewed, you know, as someone who doesn't have his own game and is kind of just following around whatever Ika does? Um, do we think that that and then him telling the house that do we think that helps him or hurts him in the future? Because I feel like it could help him because people would be like, OK, well, the jury's not viewing him seriously. Let's take him along with with me to the final two. Or, you know, so I don't, I mean, I feel like it could help him, but at the same, he was acting like it was like really hurting his game. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, so let's talk about that. So just for people who didn't see the episode. So uh, Dimitri's power that he won from the POV comp was that he got to take a jury member out with, for a test drive in the Toyota 86. Uh, he chose Cindy. Uh, they have a five minute car ride, uh, which is, I believe and this is, I was talking to the LLC before the show. They, they didn't get to see it because of the, uh, their the issues with the the connection uh but from my perspective word from what i saw i don't even think dimitri's was on the road i need to watch it again i was just such in a in such a a, a a daze because of the whole kevin stuff going on but i believe they were just driving around the parking lot for five minutes that's basically what was happening uh or at least in the general vicinity of the studio well the blue book uh, value goes down if you take it out on the street <laughs> exactly right you the don't want to you leave the lot yeah, exactly <laughs> can't leave the lot uh so so that happens cindy basically says uh to dimitri uh he's like hey how am i how does the jury view my game she said the jury looks at you as a lap dog he says well i think i'm playing a pretty good game i've had to fight for my life since day two i'm doing a lot and she said yeah well i don't know you, you you've got to do something to prove yourself to show that you're doing something that's not ika's move so just going back to so just to set things up for everybody and, and going back to melissa's question uh so what do you think about that alex do you think that this power is a hindrance or do you think this is something that's going to help him moving forward you know, I, it's unfortunate. I think if he, you know, was omni- omniscient and knew everything we know, he you wouldn't pick Cindy because Cindy is not someone who's going to be like influenced by persuasive, logical arguments. We've seen many a time, Cindy. That's not what sways Cindy. You can uh, you lay it out there on paper, but if you know her heart is driving her another way, like sorry, that that your sense does not compute anymore. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think. Unfortunate that she's not the best choice. On the other hand, you know, I wouldn't internalize it too much if I'm him because, you know, who's is Cindy? Who's like who's Cindy influencing on the jury? Bruno and Netta are going to hear what she has to say and be like, "Well, now, now that Cindy has given her testimony, like, really." Is that where I, we're going? I also think too. It's it's early. I think Dimitri's probably and now you know maybe Taryn. That's why he made such a uh, an effort to go out of his way to be kind to Jackie in that 
in that little goodbye message is because he's like, hey, maybe I don't have these three, but I can work on and maybe they're a lost cause, but I can work on dealing with the rest of these people that are still in here. Yeah. And I mean, I think knowledge is always going to be better than not having the knowledge. So uh, the fact that he gets this information is good because he can work to counter it. And that means play, you know, playing up to Jackie. If Jackie goes to the jury house saying, you know, Dimitri was so kind to me as, as opposed to Ika, who is just so awful. He is this, he has the social game. He has the competition game. Like, if people are coming in saying they preferred Dimitri, then people are going to start to say, well, maybe Ika screwed up here. Maybe she's not as good as we thought she was. And maybe that's what, you know, maybe in, in his speech, he says, she's she's the aggressive one. And I was the one that was uh, your friend the whole time. Um, something along those lines. The only way it could hurt him, I think, is that if he still takes Ika to the end and, you know, the jury is essentially like, dude, we told you not to do this and you did it anyway. You're so under her spell. This is ridiculous. Um, I, I, I Honestly, I think if he takes Ika over somebody like Karen, I think they're going to give it to Ika because they're going to say, like, what were you thinking? Yeah. yeah. I think if, yeah, if he wants to win, he can't take Ika or Kevin. It just, it just it, it, you shouldn't want to anyways. You know what I mean? Like if you want to, if you're serious about winning this thing and you were a new player, you should have never wanted to go to the end with a veteran. That should have always been like in the back of your mind, I think. What if it's yeah. like uh, Ika, Kevin, and Dimitri's in the final three, and Dimitri's wins HOH, and he can or he, and he can evict one of them? Who should he take? <sighs> Melissa, coming up with these great philosophical <laughs> questions. I, uh, you're saying Dimitri's has the choice? Yeah, Dimitri's he's going to take Ika and that's Kevin, Kevin because you'll lose to both, and Ika will use some of that money to take you out for drinks. Yeah, you know <laughs> I mean, he used that money the way you might see some return as opposed to no return. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. and also she'd probably be pissed. And oh. that, that said, I think that scenario is completely impossible. I don't think there's a single possible way for that scenario to happen. <laughs> All three of them are there in the final three. Yeah, yeah, I don't see it uh, yeah no, there is a scenario. Kevin would no, here's the scenario. Here's the scenario. Here's the scenario. Okay, well, one, of I, them, they, one of them wins HOH, one of them wins POV, one of them wins HOH, one of them wins POV, and then boom, final three. There you go. Someone's a victim. Yeah. Ika in there. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I like that we just assumed who was winning HOH and POV. I'm just saying it's possible. But yeah, you're, I guess that's fair. Yeah, Ika probably gets lost along the way there. Uh, let, while we're ta- Let's talk about a little bit more about the episode before, just for our non-spoiler people, and then we'll get into spoilers. Uh, the last thing I just wanted to touch upon, I guess, was just the jury segment. Uh, what did you guys think of uh, Bruno coming into jury? Cindy is very upset at him. They're, they have this big lump. I, I, I really think that, to be honest, I don't know if she was really that pissed. I think that was kind of just for show. I mean, do we, I think we all remember the "Don't touch me, Cindy! Don't touch me!" You guys all remember that, uh, you know? <laughs> Who did? Who that, said that? Was yeah, that wait, what was that from? I, I don't know, but something. I think from what I've heard, that guy was, was didn't wasn't really that pissed. Uh, I mean, he was a little pissed, but not like "Don't touch me" pissed. Sounds um, like like a like something that a really like bitter, immature like little boy would say. I don't. know. Seems like revisionist history. Isn't yeah, it? I feel like that that person is trying to pretend like they didn't actually mean it. Now, now that we're past it. I would I have meant it. I'll tell you that right what? now. You know what? You guys, can take, you guys can take my word. You guys can. Uh, <laughs> uh, there, it, He's it, like, that was just for TV. That was just, that was, we know that. It was just TV. Was, okay. I think I, speak for most <laughs> I think I speak for most super fans when I say if somebody who wasn't like a super fan ended my game in what I perceive to be a completely illogical manner, 
I'm pissed. Like, that's the one way I'm oh, going to be salty as all wrong. hell. Don't get me wrong. Ponderosa like, and or come on. Come on. Don't touch me. Also, serving food <laughs> on a platter. Come on. You think I genuinely wanted to do that? We, we call this, I, I we would call, have. We call this segment Revenge of the LFC. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rise of Alex Kidwell. Yeah. yeah. yeah he's coming back. Uh, anyway, so what did you what did you think about that segment, Taryn? Uh, the whole Cindy and Bruno back and forth here. Uh, I mean, part of Cindy was I, clearly upset. I don't know. If she, I just don't know if she was that upset. I mean, I should hope so. Like, you know, Netta has a ton of reasons to be crazy pissed at Cindy. And she wasn't. Cindy has no reason <laughs> to be pissed at Bruno. You were supposed and to play my crazy. HOH better for me. <laughs> Yeah, like, this is all your fault, Bruno. Yeah, and like, oh, he wouldn't even give me a sympathy vote. Like, since when is that like cause for like you're dead to me? Like, I don't yeah, know. I, no. were, were they not? And were they not on good terms? Like when they left? Like I thought, like Cindy and Bru- Bruno was like, you're a sister to me, Cindy. I love you. Like all this stuff. Probably until he got vote. the, and yeah, until she saw that he didn't give the sympathy vote. Oh no! Oh, it's no. the stupidest thing ever. Like it's she's it's so uh it's very selfish thinking behind why didn't he give me a sympathy vote because it's bad for his game it was bad for kevin's game to give a sympathy vote nobody should be expected to give a sympathy vote if you know you're going out the door don't drag your alliance down with you which is exactly what she did i mean she's the one who got who just tore apart the six and then she's mad at bruno saying yeah no no no, it was all bruno's fault when bruno and kevin were the ones telling her don't do it stop they said that a bunch of times. Yeah, like Alex was saying, like roll the tape back. And the whole thing, like I honestly thought that she would be like eating eating a humble pie the second that she walked in the jury house saying like, wow, I blew it again. But she just isn't taking responsibility and it is killing me. Is, is there a chance that Melissa's this is on fire tonight? <laughs> Melissa is on fire. Wow. We- Love it. It's because it's late. <laughs> this is good. I have no sleep. I'm tired. <laughs> is is there a chance that this was like a calculated move to try and like make the story? Bruno didn't tell me I I shouldn't do this. This is partially Bruno's fault as well. To like get get even the audience to think maybe Cindy wasn't super nuts for making this move to oust Netta. Like Bruno was behind it too. Um, because like well, she's interesting theory. I think she's she trying to, to know. convince the audience, but I think she's already convinced herself. So no, yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like whether or not she remembers it, like she's already like memory is selective. We choose to rem- not remember certain parts of things. Like nobody actually remembers memories the way they think. It's very interesting stuff that I won't get into. But <laughs> I, I, I think I figured it out. I think basically how Cindy views things is it's, it's like when she's thinking about making a bad move, all of the people who are telling her no, she just hears yes instead. And so she legitimately remembers. She's like, she, she legitimately remembers, has a memory of Bruno going, yeah, that's going to be great, Cindy. This is going to be a great move. And so she's like, why did you say that, Bruno? If I close my eyes right now, I can still see Bruno walking down the stairs. Cindy, I don't yeah. know. Cindy, don't Cindy, do it. I don't, I, I don't Cindy, think so. I, don't I just don't think. No, 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 no. It's not good. No, it's just, oh, no. God. Oh, no. Uh. My, my favorite part was that when Cindy was yelling at Bruno, Bruno was like, all right, see you later. <laughs> just like, Bruno was just like, I don't have time for this. I'm okay. Is there a hot tub here that I can? You know what's funny is last jury house, we didn't have a hot tub. And then Bruno showed up and they were, we were like, you know what? Why don't we get a hot tub? And we rented a hot tub for the rest of juries. So, oh my God, that's amazing. Well, it, wasn't, it wasn't specifically because of Bruno. We had been asking for a while. 
Uh, and you know what? Actually, that might have been. I think we actually might have got it like right before Bruno showed up. But as in preparation as, for in preparation yeah, I was say, for Bruno, it seems like a fun Bobby idea to me. It was, yeah. Bobby was down for it. So we were all down for it. Uh, but no. And as, soon, and as soon as Bruno, as soon as Bruno came to Cherry, Bruno was immediately in the hot tub. So for Bruno's sake, I hope they rented another hot tub because it is possible. That's what they did last time. It was a, an above ground hot tub. They did it once. They can do it again. I'm praying for you, Bruno. I can't believe I really they, they spent the money on that. I didn't realize they took care oh, of that well in they, jury. They did. The jury, the jury is actually pretty nice. It's, oh. uh, I mean, it's miserable. Emotionally, it's terrible. But uh, they do a lot of things to try to help you and to try to make you feel better. They should um, really have like a puppy room. Oh, that yeah. actually would have made a lot of sense. Uh, but right? we, will, we will save, the, you, we'll save this for the, the, J, <laughs> the, the JP retrospective podcast where I go into the ins and outs of Jury House. We'll save that for another day. Uh, but yeah, to summarize what Melissa was saying, yes. two people care about the sympathy vote, Cindy and Wikipedia. That's it. Nobody else, <laughs> mm-hmm. Nobody else cares. The BB Wiki. Uh, yeah. If anything, right, it hurts them. It could potentially hurt them because it singles them out and says – well, you wouldn't vote with the group. And, and it also gives people a reason to vote for you later and say, well, you know, you didn't vote with us. So you were the one who voted against us, you know, just to like have a reason. And it, uh, it's, it made me so mad when she was so pissed off that he didn't give a sympathy vote. Like, no, Kevin shouldn't even give him one. Oh, well. Oh, well. Poor Cindy. She's just upset that she lost. I get it. It's fine. It happens. Anyway, guys, I think uh, it's 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 way it's way, way past Terrence bedtime now. Melissa's even tired. Uh, I think it's time to talk about the live feeds. Do we agree? Yes. Let's yeah. do it. OK. Let's go. Right. So if you do not want spoilers in terms of who won head of household, we will bid you farewell. Uh, the uh, Well, Rob will be back with his exit interview, uh, I believe, Friday. Yeah. So tomorrow. So be on the lookout for that. And then he'll be back. On Monday night. interviews. Oh, yes. I guess three of them. Three of them. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So interviews. Jackie, Dre, and William will be talking to Rob some point tomorrow. Hopefully that should be up uh, later in the afternoon. And then Monday night, Rob will be back after the episode talking BB Can 5. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, before I let you guys go, just a reminder, uh, if you have not already and you are in the Toronto area, there are still tickets available for the RHAP BB Can 5 recap show one week from tonight. Taryn, Alex, Brent, Rob will be in Toronto and they will be talking about uh, the final four previewing it uh, for BB camp five. There's there's two weeks left in the season. So it's a really fun time to uh, come out. So if you want to get tickets, you want information on that, Rob has a website.com slash Toronto BB can, and you can find all of the information for that. Okay, guys, let's do it. All right. Before we move forward, we're just going to take a quick break and we'll be back right after this. The Office of Civil Defense has issued the following message. This is... A spoiler. Warning. A spoiler. Warning means that an actual... Spoiler. ...against this country has been detected, and that protective action should be taken. Spoiler time! Okay, I'm hitting five times in honor of Kevin. Uh, Okay. Melissa Denny, tell me what has happened. Who is one head of household? The new HOH is Kevin. Yeah, buddy, Kevin is HOH, and I'm sorry in advance for everybody. I am going to be so insufferable on Twitter and on this podcast, so if you want to say goodbye to me and unfollow me on everything and turn off this podcast, feel free, uh, because I'm No, so, don't feel free. John, I am just John a fine young gentleman, and you should be ashamed of yourself if you unfollow him for something. I am just so, so, so happy that Kevin won this HOH. Oh, my goodness. Uh, do we know? Do we know what this competition was, Taryn? 
Uh, well, first, I just had the realization that Karen would hate you just as much as she hates Kevin. Oh, I know for a fact. Karen has actually said on live feed, she said to Cindy, oh, I hated JP. I was so glad when you voted him out. So it's going to be great when we, uh, when we meet at finale. I'm so, that so Jordan excited. Parhar. That Jordan Blake Parhar. That, uh, I hate him. Um, yeah, she's going to be – Kevin and I are going to be the, pre- the presidents of the, the Karen fan club at the end of this season together. Uh, but, uh, yes, Taryn, what, what happened here? What was this HOH comp? I believe it was some sort of quiz competition. There were quotes that they had to, uh, you know, answer questions about or something or other like that. Um, and, you know, Kevin won it. They, uh, Dimitri said that he knew basically all the answers. If he had been playing, he might have won it. But uh, Dimitri's was not playing, so Kevin wins this HOH. Wow. Okay, so Kevin is the new head of household. In the episode, Alex, he was very upset with Ika and Dimitri for turning his back on him. Obviously, we talked about that whole situation with him and Karen talking in the storage room. Uh, is that who he's targeting right now, Ika and Dimitri's? Well, it's down to them or Karen and Dylan. And yeah. uh, I think, um, you know, it's uh, it's not even – like, why have a conversation anymore? Let's just look aesthetically at who's left. And let's let's uh, come on. What 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 is there to talk about here? <laughs> yeah, I mean the only thing. Pl- bad, Karen. You're good. Yeah, Karen's good. Dylan's good. I, I mean, the only thing I could think of is if Kevin was somehow trying to make some sort of deal with with Dimitri and Ica, but you can't even backdoor Dimitri at this point. So you know, might as well just go for it. Try to make a deal with Dylan and Karen. I feel like, right, Melissa? That's got to be the play at this point. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the only way he wouldn't be targeting them is if they, like, stuck true to their business partners. I mean, I don't even think – I think he still would target them. But, I mean, like, the only possible way is if, you know, they stuck true to their business partners thing. They didn't nominate Kevin in the triple. They, like, kept him off the block or whatever. And then maybe he'd feel, you know, like, I got to work with them. We got to get to the end, whatever. I doubt it. But that would be the only scenario where he doesn't target them. I definitely think they're going on the block. Yeah, and I feel wow. like he already tried that and thought that was good, and then Dimitri put him on the block in the triple, which, like, if anything's going to trigger Kevin to be an emotional player when he's not typically, it's, you put me on the block in the triple? Dude, you know, yeah. like, you should have known how I was going to feel about that. You're dead to me. No, yeah. no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. 100%. Um, Taryn, has there been any talk from, from Karen and Dylan trying to get with Kevin? Has there been any real game talk, or is everyone kind of just like, all right, we know what's going to happen. Let's just let let sleeping dogs lie it's basically it's basically been sleeping dogs lying um it's it's a lot it's been a lot of ika and karen talking about like well sucks that kevin won because uh we would have liked to have been the final four but uh i guess that's not happening anymore um and ika in particular is pushing like let's not even campaign uh let's not degrade ourselves and she's even telling dimitri that like uh don't don't go and tell him anything because he's just going to run it to them uh which is Right. I mean, you know, <laughs> yes. there's, no, there's no point um, there. You know, he's going to go after them. I mean, they should try. Obviously, they should try to make arguments. They shouldn't try to sell Karen and Dylan uh, to throw them under the bus or anything. But they should try and propose some sort of thing where it's like, oh, you know, you need me and Dimitri here because we're targets. And if we do, if you don't, then you need to win the final four veto and so on and so forth, which uh Really, his best chance is just getting rid of Dimitri at this point. That sounds point. believable as you're pitching it, I got to say. 
That, well, see, there you go. There you go. I, I, it's totally the wrong move, but it does sound somewhat believable. So uh, they should, they should, mind, they might as well try it. Um, but Kevin has to win out regardless. Yeah. I think Dimitri also has to win out mm-hmm. regardless. That said, I think the two of them together, uh, I think one of Kevin or Dimitri is at least 50% likely to win the game. I think the two of them make up 50% of the win equity um, because they're just that much better than everyone else at the competitions. So, I think one of them is really going to make it down to the end and they're probably going to get there with Karen. I think Karen is basically a lock for final two at this point. So um, we're really, I, I really, I think we're looking at Dimitri is pro- honestly, Dimitri might even be the most likely person to win, even though he's on the ropes here, even though this is the third time he needs to win a POV to save himself. Then we've got Kevin and Dylan, I think also has a good shot. Unfortunately, I think Dylan is going to be right in there at the final three for the most part uh, in most situations. And at that point, has a decent chance to win and take Karen. Uh, worst case scenario, but I think. Oh Dylan, my God! I think I'm Dylan has. Yeah, I think Dylan, Dylan taking been, Karen and it being a Dylan yeah. and Karen final two, and just like everybody else is gone. Oh God! I think Gosh. Dylan basically. I think Dylan basically has the same amount of uh, chance that that Kevin has of winning the game at this oh, point. Oh my God! Uh, and and then I think Ika also has a good shot because uh, Dimitri may end up taking her and losing to her. Um, in which case she wins, and she can also end up there. You know, in some other crazy circumstances, like she happens to win a competition. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, isn't it? Isn't it? For, hey, this week, I that. feel like what is going to happen is Dimitri's or Ika is going to go. Mm-hmm. Dimitri's either going to win the veto and Ike is going to go home or Ike or, or nobody, Kevin or someone else is going to win the veto. They don't use it. And then uh, Dimitri's is going to go home. And am, am, yeah. am I right in that? Taryn? I am. Yep. Okay. Then, so, so one of them is Demica is done after this week. Right. And then next week, I think it's going to be either Kevin or whoever remains from Demica that's leaving. And the final three will be one of Kevin Ika or Dimitri with Dylan and Karen and the competition is basically going to come down to Dylan versus whoever's left of those three to take Karen to the end and win the game that sounds right that sounds right to me I just uh, Melissa jump in here what do you want to say I mean do we think that there's any way that like okay say Dimitri's goes out this week then we're left with uh Karen and Dylan and Ika and Kevin do we think there's any way that I can Kevin can like come together and be like, look, we need each other. You know that those two are going to take each other. Like we're all we have left. Let's team up. And maybe one of them wins HOH and they're just like able to do it. Like, I just feel like there's got to be some way that like once Demica is broken up, the remaining member of Demica and Kevin have to just come together. But the problem That's their only is option. at that point, the remaining member of the Micah is the only one who could play for HOH next week. If it's Ica, you know, yeah, I mean, she's got a 33% shot maybe against Dillian and Karen, but she hadn't won yet. But and, they haven't won yet either, really. So and yeah, it's, it's it would, like, it would it, all be on Ica, though. If you are Ica in the final four, Demetrius is gone and you won the power of veto. You have the you have the choice to eliminate basically whoever he wants. Say Kevin versus either Karen or Dylan. Why wouldn't you take out Kevin? You know, like there's no like he's not going to take you to final two. He's going to take either Dylan or Karen because he can easily beat them. Uh, They're not going to take you to final two. Nobody's going to take you to final two. Kevin's harder to beat. So you might as well just go with the pair that is easier to beat. Yep. Uh, Go ahead and pencil it in. Okay, this is why this is why I am. I am team Kevin, of course, but 
I kind of do hope Dimitris wins this power veto here because then he can win. He can win HOH next week. Kevin can win POV next yeah. next week, and then fun. one of those guys is going to win the game because it, they, it, I feel like both one of them is. I mean, or Ika. I, I feel like one of those three ha- has to win this. If not, it's just going to be. Uh, I, oh man, I'm just going to be so sad. I'm going to go. I'm going to call Brent. Get him to ship his veil and his black hat from Kentucky to Toronto because I'll be in Toronto for the finale. And then I'll just be sporting that everywhere if that's who wins because uh, it's going to be a damn shame, I think. If, if I mean, especially, I mean, I'm sorry. I love Kevin to death, but it is going to be a damn shame if Demica does not win this game. I'm sorry. They have both done so, so well. I'm rooting for Kevin. Don't get me wrong. I want him to win. But the fact that they are still still in this game we're at final five i mean it's it's pretty unbelievable they were both on the block this past week both of them and they're both still in the house that's crazy i mean it's so impressive and i think that it just okay i i don't hate karen or dylan at all i like them they're fine they're good but i just feel like if if demica or kevin don't win the game if one of those guys don't win this game it's just gonna be just such a letdown i just they need one of them needs to pull it out. And I just I think that Ika doesn't have a good enough chance to win the final competition in order to the final like HOH in order to pick someone to go. And I just think that Dimitris and Kevin have a better chance of getting to the end, one of them, than Ika does if Dimitris and Kevin both leave. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's a good but point. Yeah, it's a good I, point about um, you know, when a showman's goes up together. One of them goes home. I mean, when mm-hmm. so when that happened, like I don't, I don't think since BB twelve week one, when Brendan and Rachel somehow got Annie to hit get hit by the bus that was meant for them, I don't think it's happened since then. I can't think of a time. So, yeah, uh, it's very rare. Yeah, I can't really think of one either, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, we we did. I don't know, Taryn, nothing coming to mind. I think. That's that's probably the standout one. I'm, I'm trying to remember if McCray and Amanda were nominated together. They and, were, yeah. And Amanda uh, went in the minute. Yeah, okay, yeah. So yeah, yeah I did. think that's right. And and it does. You know, most of the time you nominate a pair uh, together, they go home. I think the main difference here is that Kevin basically had no allies to to back up his nominations. Um, so right. it was very easy for those nominations to get overturned. Um, but but still, very you know impressive that Ika managed to leverage her relationships. She really had tarnished the one with Karen, but she was able to build it back up over the course of the week. And that's really, um, along with some fortuitous, fortuitous events uh, caused by her own mistakes, uh, is what saved her. <laughs> Yeah, luckily that uh, relationship with Jackie was none too polished either, where, uh, you know, Ika didn't have exactly like a huge, uh, you know, height to leap over there. It was pretty, it was, uh, you know, it was a good comedy. Like Ika certainly put in good social work, but also, I mean, Jackie really, really can't be understated how bad your social game has to be to be such a pawn in this game and get evicted over Ika. I mean, Karen and Dylan, I think objectively you have to say, and then certainly looking back like Dre and William, probably made the wrong move here you know what i mean i think uh the house as a whole probably made the wrong move here so and kudos to ika but man jackie like you would think that would be easy i don't know and another another huge mistake that i think jackie made was she was constantly overplaying her ability in competitions she was constantly like telling people how well she had the dates down and how much she was studying it was very in people's faces 
but she wasn't actually performing when it comes down to the competition. So like she was putting a target on her back that was unwarranted. Like if you're studying, keep that quiet. You don't want people to think you're a threat when you're not even winning in the first place. And also don't study with people. Yes. That just gives away yeah. any like all of your ammo. The <laughs> one thing she had was that she knew the dates herself, but then she's like studying with everyone, telling everybody else the answers. Like, why? Why share that? That, that was the is, one thing you had. That is, yeah. I, I, when I it, something going back to when I played, like people would be like, I, funny enough, Bruno would always be like, "Yo, JP, man, we should study. We should study for HOH, HOH comps." I'd be like, "Yeah, man, let's definitely study." And in my head, I was always like. Screw that. I'm never no. studying with Bruno because I don't want Bruno winning these competitions. I'm keeping this all in my brain. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, maybe study when you're with an alliance and you have people you can trust and you want but them But not with to everybody. Win, but not with everyone and not when you don't have an alliance. I'm sorry, Jackie. <laughs> Jackie is the last person that should be going around saying that stuff, especially because if Jackie had just said nothing, people would have been like, like Jackie, like what is Jackie bringing to the table? Why are we getting rid of Jackie? But when she's talking about how good she is, it's just like, ah, so, so unnecessary. Um, but Hey, it is what it is. Uh, we had a question. This one was from Jennifer a Russell. She says, uh, it's quite telling that you haven't even summed up Jackie's eviction yet. And we're an hour into this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Jackie. I mean, poor Jackie. She goes home here. I mean, do we have anything to say? I mean, we, I guess we kind of just summed it up there. Anyone want to, Alex, you want to jump in on Jackie at all? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Jackie. You know? Yeah. I mean, she just, I, you know, the, she she tried to play Ika's game, and when you try to play Ika's game, she's going to beat you with experience every time. So if you want to, like, you, you should take the high road. That's the only play you have because if you try to get petty with Ika, she's going to make you look bad. And then, you know, Jackie looks even worse because, like, the couple times she got digs in that Ika just didn't come back and just slaughter her with something better was when she was, like, leaving the room and when she was, like, leaving the house. And, like – Come on, that's super cowardly. Like, that's not a good look. You know what I mean? I just so feel it's so unfortunate. Bad for her. I just feel so bad because yeah, Big Brother's a tough game. <laughs> no, but I could picture her as a target and just like just I was so mean to her. I just felt bad because it's like, how do you dig yourself out of that? Like, how do you make it so that you're not the object of bullying like well, you don't throw like, people under the bus to Ika for one you didn't need to do all that um, yeah I know but a lot of the the comments were just like so mean I just feel like they weren't game related it was mean and I I feel bad for Jackie I just don't feel like anybody should get that sort of target on them for just it's just I don't know I just didn't feel like it was game related when I feel like it's game related I get it I totally am like go for it but I just don't like picking someone out and, and, you know, alienating them and making them feel bad. And I just, I, I don't like it. I, I didn't like it. I mean, I love, Ica. I love, Ica. don't get me wrong. I just didn't like that. I just felt bad for Jackie. All right. Uh, you guys have uh Taryn, Melissa, are you guys uh, going to stay awake if we take a couple more questions? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Uh, before, actually, before we get to the questions, this is something that just a question that I have. Uh, Taryn, you mentioned in the pre-show uh, Karen found out that William used the secret power veto on Kevin. Can you describe what, what happened there? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Kevin, Kevin told them that, uh, that William was the one that used the secret power of veto at first, uh, they weren't really believing him. Demetrius was like, I don't believe it. Uh, but it does seem like they've come around. And, um, Karen was saying, I, I, I feel bad. Will went home. Cause he was a nice kid to me. Then to find out the little shit used the secret POV. I knew he found. <laughs> 
Yeah, she always knew. She always knew. She knew it was. But not until the information comes out for sure will she like let <laughs> yeah. you know she knew. But she knew. She always knew. God. If if Karen wins at finale, I'm gonna go. Up it's to like Karen. a clock. A broken clock is right twice a day too, Karen. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you call out a million things and two of them hit the board, then I guess you were right. All right. Yeah. If, if Karen wins, guys, I'm gonna tell her at finale. Karen, I knew it. I knew you were going to win this. <laughs> I called it the whole time. I called it. I had it from day one. Um, uh, you know what, though? It could happen. It could happen at this point. Um, all right. Uh, let's, uh, let's take another question. This one is from John Heddles. John says, what are other strong examples from BB history of goodbye messages to in-game adversaries like Dimitri's to Jackie? Uh, yeah. So uh, did we, cause this was, uh, we've already praised Dimitri for this, but have we seen this before? Can we think of anything where somebody is kind of, you know, butting heads with someone all game, doesn't really care for someone. And then they kind of just suck up to them in their goodbye message. And then they win them over anything come to mind. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm drawing blanks here. Right, I mean, right from the, the start of the game, this is something that happens a lot. I think, I, I mean, Nicole from big brother two did this with Chilltown, like every single eviction like she was sucking <laughs> up to them after like hating them forever um it's like it's it's a pretty like tried and true move right or at least not necessarily true because it didn't work but um but you know you suck up to people in the diary room in the in the goodbye message um it's crazy that some people don't uh do that uh which makes the people who do the obvious thing seem like geniuses <laughs> but uh but yeah i mean it, it is something that happens a lot i think yeah, uh, yeah, it's hard to think of a specific example, but there you go. There's one, Nicole from BB2. So there you go, John. Uh, this next question is from Love Tour Alex. Love Tour Alex says, should Kevin have thrown this final five HOH uh, from one uh, Alex to another? Alex Kidwell, do you agree? Do you, what do you think about this? Should Kevin I actually have tweeted this? this. This is something I tweeted. He's, uh, he's asking something that I stated earlier. I said I thought he probably should have thrown this. And there was some great – you know, I love this. I love the Big Brother community, man. It's really great. There's a lot of great conversation, great discourse about strategy that goes on. There's more nuance to the game. So I think you get into it on a cerebral level more than Survivor, where like we have enough information to really pick apart the decision making and really think, like, man, like you can really put yourself in a person's head watching live feeds and really think about, like, God, that's a tough call. You know, there's a lot of situations this season in particular, I think, that have not been so clear cut. Um, I think a lot of times it's very easy to do what we do. I'd be like, yeah, that was a good move. That was a bad move. It's a lot of subjectivity this season. I think there's been a lot of times where it could go either way, and it's more about like how you shape the relationship afterwards as opposed to who you pick to do it with. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. But and, you know, ultimately, I think I was swayed back by a lot of people who had very good points about the fact that you know, Kevin, he needs to win out anyway. I'm just trying to look at a scenario. Is there a scenario where Kevin doesn't need to win out? No, there's not a scenario. It doesn't exist. Ideally. Yeah, it's cool to be like, you know, the the fifth wheel between two pairs, as I put it on Twitter, the that coveted spot that Dave Vaughn soundly rejected for what it, for no reason at all. Um, that's a good spot if people are playing rationally. But unfortunately, these people just evicted Jackie over Ica, and you can't trust them to do that. So no. they don't want Kevin out. Uh, Kevin's got to win. He's just got to win. He needed to win. It's it's ironic because uh, Kevin and I used to play basketball back at the jury house, like late at night. We just stay up and we talk game and stuff. And we talked about if you know if you were to go back, I was like, Kev, if you ever ch- have a chance, maybe you know 
final five, try to get in with two pairs. And he's like, yeah, you know, he's like, I think that's a good thing to maybe try to do. I don't know. You know, who knows if I'll ever go back someday. And, you know, I don't think he, he, he didn't intentionally mean to do this, but here he is in between two pairs. Obviously not an ideal scenario because he still has to win out. But I just found that uh, to be interesting nonetheless. Uh, this is from this is uh, actually just someone just pointed out here. Uh, I'm just looking here and I, I already lost it. Uh, hold on one sec, guys. Uh, here we go. This one's from Sandy Brooks. Not a question, just a statement. Demica aren't the first showmans to survive the block together. Emily and Dylan both survived the first time they were up this season. Uh, going back to week two, uh, Emily and Dylan put on the block, I believe, right? And then, uh, what is it? Emily comes up. Is that what happened? That's what happened, right? Yeah, Dylan Mm -hmm. came off. Dylan came um, off and then Dallas went up. Dallas replaced him, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Bruno didn't use the veto and Dylan held a grudge for two and a half months. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, yeah, you know, uh, maybe not the best stat when like the other people that that did it were, you know, (laughs) Brendan, Rachel, and Dylan and Emily. Um, what a great what a great uh great company for brendan and rachel dylan and emily yeah <laughs> poor brenchel thrown into the same 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 breath as them uh okay let's take one last question this one is from kel sherman kel says what are the new power rankings based on whom's left i guess uh, he means in terms of uh uh winner's equity who were buying who were selling maybe like a mini version of the the, the Jordan Parhar invented stock watch, uh, you might say. Uh, <laughs> Alice isn't paying attention. Uh, <laughs> I'm engaging with the, with the community at large. Yes. He's, Alex is talking about old man Jerry. Well, yes. people are trying to sit here and tell me that, like, we're being too, you know, we're sleeping yeah. on Karen. We have a, we well, have well, a bunch well, of... Let's hear, I, our so whole chat, chat is saying I, so sorry, will, the chat is saying so sorry. The chat's I, going I, crazy. There are like I three, three, three Karen me, fans in the chat. I would chat. love people to give me a thing I have to do if Karen wins this game because I promise you it will not happen. I will bet everything I own. I'll bet. <laughs> I'll do whatever the chat wants. There is no See, scenario I, I, on any alternate universe where Karen Singh Beal can win Big Brother Canada 5. Wow, there we go. Alex Kidwell is calling it. Uh, wasn't me, but you know what? I'm jumping on that too. Karen, I'm I'm sorry. You Karen fans don't like me already. I pour it on even more. I Karen's not winning this game. I'm sorry. Just Who don't is Karen winning against? Who is winning against? Dylan is gonna beat her. Ike is gonna beat her. Kevin's gonna beat her. Dimitri's is gonna beat her. I, I don't. There's the I don't field. That's it. I don't get it I, at Karen, all. I, it's okay if you like Karen. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and, and, uh, but Karen's great. I mean, like, Netta likes Dylan. Like, everyone else has inroads on this jury. I don't see what you're seeing. Yes. There's a story you can buy. I mean, maybe. Here's what I will say. I think maybe against Dylan, there's a shot. There's a shot against Dylan. Because I think people might say, hey, this is a cool story. Karen had a bigger, you know, Karen is a better player than people are giving her credit for. People are saying Karen is the Godfrey in the chat room. And that's, like, offensive to me. That is is actually hurts her. To see all the work that Godfrey put in on live feeds and to see all the lounging that Karen does and the fact that she saves simply because of how useless she is and everything she does and of how antagonistic she is for really no reason. Like, it's just night and day. Like, it's, it's impossible for me to say the two are the same. It's ridiculous. Okay, well, like, what, what, one, what? Is, one is like an active – someone's playing an active role in seeing an outcome. The other is like, whoa, there's an outcome. How'd that happen? Like, it's huge. It's a total difference. Karen is entertaining, but, like, she hasn't done anything. Like, Alex was – they were saying, give Karen credit. Alex was like, for what? 
What is yeah, she I'm still doing? waiting on the answer. Yeah. So, and, and she, doesn't, she doesn't made any moves, and she she's very entertaining. She's very entertaining. She hasn't made any moves. Like she, she got Dylan you know, to get out Jackie. Uh, I don't think that was the right move. Yeah, <laughs> that's not a good move. <laughs> Should have gotten out Ica. That's she's bad. More of a to win. Karen might have been able to beat Jackie. That yes, might have been Karen her one shot. Karen would have beat Jackie. So it's like, well, Karen got them to get out Jackie. Oh, so Karen self-imploded the only <laughs> shot she had at winning. You're right. I should totally give her credit for that. I will do that. You're right. <laughs> okay. Well, this has well, been fun. This, this, has been, been fun. this has been very fun. Uh, but let's let's get to, to Kel's initial question. Uh, Melissa, I'll start with you. Let's rank them one to five. Who are you? Who do you think? If you, had to, if you were a betting woman, who would you bet on uh, first? Ranking them one to five, who do you think is going to win? That's really right. hard. I, ugh, I guess I would put number one as Dimitri's. Okay. Then probably two as Ika, three as Kevin, four as Karen, five as Dylan. Okay, okay. All right, I can buy that. Uh, I guess. Taryn, you co-sign? Uh, not particularly. I, uh, the way I see it is I think Dimitri has a slight edge over everyone else. And then I think the there's like a next tier, which is Kevin, Ika, and, um, and Dylan. And I think they all have about the same shot um with maybe dylan having a little bit of an edge so maybe it's like dimitri dylan kevin Ica, and then i don't think karen has a shot wow taryn's just leaving her off the list entirely that the chat's gonna love that taryn i mean uh, we all are aren't we like i hate to say i mean you know if we're wrong good that's fun like you can come at me on twitter by all means please do but i'm not gonna be wrong alex what is, what is your five uh, like in order of likelihood to win, right? Yes, yeah, I mean, yes. I think I, I definitely agree with Taryn. I, I want to put Kevin up in the Dimitri's tier, but the problem is that, again, I mean, as we've seen, like even in this situation with two pairs, the two pairs wanted to get to four. They wanted to target Kevin together, which is just irrational, but it just speaks to how how much of a, you know, the number one wanted list target Kevin has been and continues to be and will be until he's out of this house. So for that reason, for the fact that Kevin absolutely needs to win out, whereas, like, maybe you could see a scenario where, like, Dimitri's up against Kevin and stays. I think for that reason, I agree with Taryn. That's, like, Dimitri's a gap. Uh, Kevin, Ica, Dylan, a gap. Uh, yeah, that's... that's yeah. <laughs> okay, there we go. There we go. I think something else to be said about, again, Dimitri's ability in competitions and the reason why I have Dimitri's ahead of everyone else, despite the fact that he is going home this week unless he wins, uh, is that, you know, again, Kevin is the second best competitor in the house right now, according to the stats, um, and it's not even close. And then the next person below Kevin is like half of him. Um, and three of the four competitions Kevin has won have not had Dimitri's in them. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> Kevin wins when Dimitri's is not playing. So, yeah, uh, great observation. Yeah. So the, I, I really think that like the chances of Dimitri's winning out at this point are very high and weak. I mean, it, it again, it should be pointed out. Nobody has ever won out from the final six on by themselves ever in the history of Big Brother. And granted, with the with the triple in play, that kind of fudges things a little bit. But we could theoretically see somebody win out from, you know, the final what he, Dimitri's has been safe since the final nine like it's insane oh it's it's absolutely bonkers uh but 
All credit to him. him. Uh, I will say, here's what I will say. I will say number one for me, Dimitris, just because 50% comp comp win percentage, which, you know, people might say, oh, small sample size. We're down to final five. I mean, this is, he's been in in several competitions. He's won most of them. Uh, Pretty crazy. I think he's going to keep winning. I really do. Uh, So I will put Dimitri at one. Uh, You know, actually, you know what? I'll do this. I'm going to say Karen's number one. And here's why. (laughs) I have been wrong every single time i predicted something in terms of a winner i'm just gonna say karen's gonna win so that way i can say look karen won i i was in when karen wins i can say karen i was right i told you you won i can say that or i hey i was wrong again but the argument for karen which i will which i will say is she's guaranteed to go to the final two she's got a seat she's got it locked up so half the work is done she's just got to somehow do something in these next you know, a couple of rounds to try to build a case for herself. So it's possible. It's possible. So I'll say because yeah. of some uncertainty, I'll put Karen at number one just because I know <laughs> she's getting to the end. Then I'll put Dimitri at two because if he gets to the end, he beats everyone, in my opinion. I, I, I think he still I think he even beats Kevin and, and Ike at this point. I really do. Especially because he'd have to win every he'd have to win everything to get there. And he wouldn't be there against Kevin because he's gonna get Kevin out in that scenario, as Taryn laid out earlier. Uh then I would probably go Ika, then I'd go Kevin, then I would go Dylan. Obviously, though, team Kevin, I believe it's just gonna be very tough to get there i think at this point. yeah it's uh it's sound reasoning jordan i remember you know thinking as a, a young uh unathletic uh, small skinny white kid that all i have to do if i want to be in the nba is like something like i'm at a something is b <laughs> b is me playing in the nba so just i gotta do something but i'll get there so, just like no. karen's chances of winning it's it's if karen like pulls through and just goes like crazy and it's like this everything changes she gets everybody out one by one like i could see her winning i yeah there's I still time to see that there's happening time. but there's, there's definitely still time for her to make moves actually you know take control get people out and do and pull it through i just i don't know if i see that happening she pulls so, off her face like nicholas cage and she's a new person yeah i would that would be down for that just to like to explain a little bit of this is that like a lot of the players Earlier in the game, we're saying, doesn't it suck that Karen is going to get to the final two? Doesn't it suck that she already has that seat? Um, They already had that perception of her. When she was nominated, she she was talking about, like, it's been a plan all along. This should be an instant eviction. You know when she gets to the final two, she's going to be saying... I knew that you guys were after me the whole time. I outplayed all of you. And people are going to be like, what are you talking about? Nothing that you're saying is true. Because even though Karen has done some things that have maybe been good for her game or maybe not been good for her game, based on wrong information or bad hunches or anything, like... She she has not had a good perception of where she stands in the house and where other people stand in the house. The reason that she kept Ika was because she thought she was be, being set up, not because she thought it was better for her game. And um, she's not going to be able to make a case that this jury respects, I think. I, again, juries are very difficult to predict. But given all of the information we have on the jury, based on how they perceived her in the house, based on how I think she will try to make herself be perceived in the final two, I think her chances of winning are very slim. Well said. I, I, okay, I mean, you I, never I, know. I, Dylan could like just you know in his final speech, he could just uh, you know stand up and like say like, if you give me this money, I'm going to use it to start a foundation where I you know like hurt people. Like I don't know, you know what I mean? Who knows what could happen? So uh, I will. I will say. I will say. After hearing Taryn's thoughts, uh, I'm going to flip flop Kevin and Karen because I'm the most biased person on the planet. <laughs> so Kevin's one, Karen's four. That's my new. That's my new <laughs> 
Because I'm so biased, I'm gonna. Yeah. Well, according to the chat, this uh, this podcast is done. We're horrible because we uh, we're, yes. we're the worst. We are the worst. The... We're so. I, mean, I miss Karen Robin had... Brent. I knew oh. Karen had a fan base. I just thought, like me, it was all ironic. Like, well, sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize she was entertaining and fun. Yeah, not because that's what I mean. Yeah. Like controlling the whole game. Like people were saying in the chat something about her being Doctor Will or something. Like well, I guess it is true. It's like if you say something enough times, because Karen has stated this as though it is a fact if you say something enough times i guess it becomes like reality for some people like yeah it's, it's, i don't yeah. see it man it's, it's not like, my reality it's, that's it's all. three it's three people in the chat saying the same thing over and over so we, we don't well need to just wait that, just like, wait <laughs> just wait just wait we're gonna get a thousand tweets after this people yeah, coming at I'm us sure. it's gonna be bbo and karen's gonna win now you know that's coming you know karen will win now karen's winning now she wasn't oh winning before but now she is she is winning now she is winning now uh, all right. Well, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, th- for the three of you who, uh, who said we did such a horrible job. <laughs> I, I, I am, I am deeply <laughs> sorry. I am deeply sorry that, that the, yeah, opinions, the, that the opinions of four people can ruin your evening. I really <laughs> am sorry. Um, and I, and I hope that one day, uh, you will, you will be able to overcome this. Uh, We're a little time tonight. It was a little, yes. a little, uh, BB. A little BB LFC after dark going yes, on. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, no, this is after dark. This is we're late. We're tired. After dark. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, Emma P in the chat says, uh, well said by Emma, an adequate job by everybody. All right. <laughs> an adequate <laughs> job by everybody. So, well done. Getting me through life. Adequate job. Everybody. Uh, thank you so much. You can follow these guys on Twitter. Alex is at Alex Kidwell. Uh, Melissa is at It's Melissa with three A's. Taryn is at Armstrong Taryn. Don't forget to follow all of them. I'm sure you are already, but in case you aren't, go ahead and do so. Uh, yeah, I, I, I already stated earlier, Rob's going to have his exit interview tomorrow with Jackie, <laughs> Dre, and William, so that should be a lot of fun. He'll be back on Monday with, uh, I, I guess, with some LFC members after the episode, and then the LFC will be back on Sunday doing their roundtable show, so don't forget to check that out. should be a lot of fun. Next Wednesday... Uh, the LFC and Rob are going to be in Toronto doing their uh, live show, but Melissa is going to stay back home and I am going to be back home because I can't go to Toronto. So we're going to take over the podcast together. So that should be really fun. That'll be after ready the- for a takeover. Yes! <laughs> so Melissa and JP are going to take over the Wednesday show next week. So that'll be fun. And then next Thursday, I will not be live because that is when the BB can live show will be. So uh, you won't be hearing from me. There will not be a happy hour next week uh, on Thursday, but because there will be the live show. So that won't be live after the episode, but that will drop hopefully uh, shortly after the episodes, or maybe not shortly, but sometime that evening, and then you'll have it in your uh, in your uh, podcast feed for for you to listen to in the morning. Uh, again, you can go buy tickets for that if you're in the Toronto area. Rob is website.com slash Toronto BB can. Okay, guys. Uh, hashtag. Uh, I, I think. I, what, what do you think? I, well, I saw I saw Raptor Dark, uh, which I which I liked, but then I also saw this had nothing to do with what you talked about. But I'm absolutely in love with it by the franchise in the chat room. Uh, French toasted. <laughs> French toasted, ooh! <laughs> French toasted, so good. Just because like uh, Jackie made Kevin French toast and he hated it, it's like no, because the French people got toasted in the episode. Oh, yes, that's much better. Yes. Yeah, and so. Kevin and Kevin said on feeds he's making French toast tomorrow. So uh, in their honor. <laughs> now that Jackie's gone, somebody needs to. 
Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, I saw Alex is canceled. I like that one. That's <laughs> me too. Me, that's my favorite. I like LFC After Dark. That was so yeah. funny. Yeah, let's do that. We'll do that. LFC After Dark. I thought this was good. It's really a shame that Brent wasn't on this one. <laughs> I can only imagine if we were off the rails, I would love to see what Brent would say off the rails. Uh, but this was so much fun. <laughs> I had a blast. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, only a couple of happy hours left and then, uh, and then it's, uh, we're going to bid farewell. So, uh, yeah, it's a little, a little, a little bittersweet, but, uh, it's been fun. This is, this is why, you know, I'm going to miss this to be honest with you guys. I I love, I love doing this podcast with you. Uh, and just, just hanging out just like we're doing late on a Thursday night. Taryn's up till one thirty in the morning. Those are my favorite. Harkens back to the old days when we used to do do actual after shows. Yes, that's right. On Blab, it was so much. Get ready for a sleepover. Get ready for a sleepover. Yeah, maybe that could. All right, I had to end with a dad joke. Sorry about that. Well done, Alex. Well done. With that, we will bid you farewell. Thank you so much for listening. For Alex Kidwell, Melissa Denny, and Taryn Armstrong, I'm Jordan Parhar. Hashtag LFC After Dark. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. The theme song of the reality TV Rehappy Hour is written and performed by Ryan Elder. Check out more of his work at ryaneldermusic.com.